name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Wham! Cut zap. First try. Why so serious? He's a fast killer. I love the smell of night pump in the morning. I'm a freaking pump! I've been drinking green tea all goddamn day! I don't know. I have a bad feeling about this. Hello, everybody. You're listening to the Good Day for a Movie podcast. I'm Jacob. Alongside me, as always, Sage. I do. I'm getting... I like being next. (laughs) As well as Tate. You know what? I want to be next. I want to be back (laughs) to being second. Look, it's... I believe you started the year as being introduced first tape, but you made your bed. You got to sleep in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I made you guys mad. I showed up on time. (laughs) Um, how we doing? How we doing? How we doing? It's the new year, 2020, uh, to review. We got a, at the end, we'll talk about a few movies, um, that are coming out in 2023, not a deep dive like we've done in the past, but, I got my wine, I'm feeling fine, and I'm ready to talk shit about your movies. I heard Tate's voice, and I doubled my glass of wine. <laughs> hey, cheers to wine, brother. <laughs> Why'd you go white? Going white, uh, I don't know. Change up. All right, I respect that. Get all the uh, aromas or whatever going. <laughs> Flavor flaves. Before we hop into this whole 2022 review thing, I would like to bring something up from our Spotify wrapped. It's the only thing I'll bring up. We created 3,262 minutes of new content. That's more than 94% of other creators in the TV and film category. I think that's pretty cool. Your boys put out content. If there's one thing yes. that we do, we put out content. <laughs> Plenty of it for all I you do guys believe out there. W- we Maybe at least had no. We, <laughs> we did not miss a week. We did not miss a week. We did not have as many um, specials as we did last year. I think we had a few more of those last year, but I think we, we had to, if I remember right, last year because there yeah. were several times when well, we almost didn't make it happen. Yeah, but we did like some of those months stuff last year. Like we did a whole month of twenty twenty one movies but this year we didn't do that we did the franchise frenzy instead um this year we it it happened first at the end of last year with we went live on youtube for a loss in translation review we went live for a full podcast with michael nip from the deucecast movie show for our christmas special the gremlins and then we went live a whole bunch this year especially with franchise frenzy there was four episodes there we went live a few more times so we've got a youtube page that is slowly being have having content posted on it and hosted on it so i think that's a fun development i like going live it's fun to interact with the listeners in real time yeah we got to do more of that Hmm. (laughs) we got to do more of it and not tell sage we're doing it yes that's my favorite that's what she said (laughs) huh huh (laughs) i don't get it (laughs) what (laughs) i do not get it but, Man, I did have a dentist appointment today, 
And I swear I was only there for 20 minutes, but it was just a gold mine of that's what she says. It was uncanny. It was crazy. What What is this new fascination with that's what she says with you? You didn't used to do these all the time. It's just now, like the past two weeks, it's that's just the only jokes you got. I know it's crazy. It's just a brain warp. <laughs> there was a pretty good one today that my dental assistant said that I for sure did not say that's what she said because that would have been. Oh, I thought you said that your dental assistant hit you with it. That's what she said. No, no, no. no. That's what you meant. They were just running like, through my head. But go man, to, I'm going to the wrong dentist. They said one that was. They said something that I just like. I had to hold my tongue, pun intended. Were they holding your tongue? No. <laughs> nice. Uh, she said, I was getting my night guard fitted, and she said, okay, I've done it a few times now, so I need to see if you can put it in and out by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and I just went... <laughs> <laughs> You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> God. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> you are ridiculous. You should have done it. I should have done it. I texted it to my chef and he was like, you, that was a golden opportunity. <laughs> yeah, you missed that one. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, yes, let's let's get Julie. underway here. We are going to... Julie, do the thing. We're going to run through every movie this year. I'm not necessarily going to say the score everybody gave on the movie, but I'll give the average. Um, so the last one we left off on, on our 2021 review was gremlins. Um, Casablanca was the movie after that to start off the new year, um, with an average of 93.75 or a 94 after that, followed up by another very good movie. Once upon a time in the West at 90. The first week was a thriller of a week or first month. Sorry. For, For one of us. Yes. Um, as I'm bringing these up, let me know if you want to adjust scores. Yeah, I, I got my two already picked out that I'm changing. Um, I, I've I'll got flag three them down. so far. I, I may add to it. I'm not sure yet. I'll flag them down um, as you hit them. Next up was a controversial movie on this episode was Melancholia. I am going to read these scores. I gave it a 40. Sage gave it a 20. Tate gave it a 90 for, for an average of 50. Oof. I'm changing my score. Come on, where's the drum roll? Where's the drum roll? I like this movie less and less the more I fuck time that passes. I'm giving this from a 40 to a 32. Oof. Cool. I'm still fine with a 20. If he went okay. up, I was going to go down for if sure. You Well, now I'm going to go up. Um, <laughs> there has to be a stop to this because the more you would go down, the more I'd go up. No, just kidding. I'm not that petty. Um, you can only go up 10. You can't go, can go, go a lower. lot lower than 10. <laughs> Yeah, fucking shit. God damn it. I was about to say, if you go any lower than a 20, you're a criminal. But, you know, 20 is already as low as it is. Yeah, That's tough, you know? It deserved it. It's hard to find good taste. People with good Sage, taste. Any, any any extra thoughts, and then we can put Melancholia to bed? God-awful movie, and I never want to hear that word again. <laughs> Sage, what are the... Uh, let's make a bet at some point that you have to name your first kid Melancholia. Oh my God! Could you imagine? <laughs> I I could never do that. Maybe middle name. I would just look at it in disappointment every God, single day. God, I would love that kid. I'd adopt that kid from you. Yeah, I'd probably let you adopt that kid from me. <laughs> okay, we are sprinting Wild. away from this movie. <laughs> um, next up, we had Ozzy Nate on for our first guest special of the year, and he picked, of course, Two Hands, a movie from Australia. 
um, with an average of 87 for two hands. And then uh, Mr. Harrison Bishop, who we'll talk about later, um, and his wife, Lindsay, recommended a movie to me and said, you need to pick this for your next one. So I did. Well, that was The House, a three-part anthology um, with an average score of 29. Uh, Big we, oof. we got Wes. What? Big oof. Yes. Um, we then got a little Wes Anderson with it, and we reviewed the Darjeeling Limited, average score of 78.67 or a 79. And then we went a little raunchy with little <laughs> red rockets. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to remember whose pick was that? Was that Tate's pick? Yeah, that was mine. That was Tate's pick. I, wow, that's I really crazy enjoyed that, that Jacob. Movie. Yeah, that's crazy that Jacob gave that an 85 and Tate gave it a 65. This it almost is, doesn't make sense. This is one that I'm so close to bumping up. <laughs> I remember being mad about, like not mad about it, but a little bit disturbed by it in the moment of watching it. Um, but I do think it was really well done. And a really good movie. Fuck it. You know what? I'm going to bump that shit up to a 70. I can't leave that at 65. 65. I was looking at my other 60s, and that's just a, a class that I'm not willing to put Red Rocket in. So this is a change. Yep. I just made that on the fly. Wow. Okay. So you are changing yours, your Red Rocket score from 65 to 70. Did I hear that right? Correct. Yep. Just All a right, little. So just a small bump. It was still a crazy movie, but the more it I It was think a back 68. It. it is now a 69.67. So it's raised it to a nope. to a 70. Oh, okay. What if I gave it a 69? Would it stay at 69? Yes. Woo! Wait. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you actually doing that? You're you're removing your first. <laughs> yeah, I'll break my zero rule for or the five? first time on Red Wow. to give a 69. It'll be the only time that I break my rule. Sage, do we allow this? Because I think this is him trying to open the door to break that rule in the future. Well, it's hilarious. I, would be I was about it. to drop mine to a 52 to make it the 69 even. Oh, well, either way works. As long as it stays at 69. Yeah. All right, we're not going to go to a 70, and I'm dropping it down to a 52. All right, cool. So then it's an even clean 69. Wow. That is an even 69, wow. of course, because you guys are filthy, filthy animals. <laughs> That's so fitting for this movie. And speaking of filthy animals, or at least just speaking of animals, nocturnal animals up next. Nice. We uh, had our recurring guest, Kale, on. Usually he's our superhero expert. This week we decided to let him choose his own movie, and he went with the Jake Gyllenhaal, Amy Adams movie, directed by Tom Ford. Yeah, clothes designer Tom Ford. Nocturnal animals. Uh, that was an average score of 74.75. Is 75 for that one. Kale. Came back on with the Batman. Tate was not on for the Batman. Tate, you but got a score for the Batman? I did yeah, watch it. it. I did watch it, and it was pretty good. Um, I saw this later than you guys, and I texted you my score a little bit later and my review of it, and I did give it an 80, um, which, what does that change it to? That changed it to uh That changed it to a 77.25. All right, all right. That's pretty good. Um, From a 76.33. And I did listen to the podcast after, because um, I, I didn't listen to it until I saw it because I didn't want it to ruin anything. Um, but I said that I really liked it and agree with most of the points, um, except for Sage. Um, I thought that you had some insanely crazy takes um, and major beef with our boy, our Pats, and too much of a hard on for Kravitz, is what I said. <laughs> <laughs> And then I said, and that was my, my, that's my review of the review that you guys gave. And then I said, only knocks on the movie was that it was a bit too long. Um, and I wish Robert Pattinson did a little bit more. 
Uh, it felt a little bit on the safe side from him. Um, I like the Riddler. Um, and the Batmobile was lit. And Colin Farrell, or I love Colin Farrell in it. And Zoe Kravitz was fucking phenomenal, even though Sage very heavily uh, said that in the in the review. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much, I mean, I wrote a lot more, but that's pretty much the synopsis. You I mean, wanna... she, was, she was mind-numbing, but... <laughs> mind-numbing. <laughs> yeah, Batman was pretty good. I liked it. All right. Our Pats so was so bad. I, I liked our Pats. I wish we would have gotten more um, Bruce Wayne, less Batman. Yep. Maybe not even less Batman, just more Bruce Wayne. Um, should be interesting. Was... Lots of shakeups at Warner Brothers and DC Films. James Gunn has taken over. James Gunn's the guy who... Did the Guardians of the uh, Galaxy movies, the new uh, The Suicide Squad, and Peacemaker. He has stepped in into the almost Kevin Feige role of MCU. Um, now he is in charge of all of DC Entertainment. So I think good things are abound. And I think he has kind of hinted to the fact that the Batman, Matt Reeves stuff will stay in its own universe and will not be tried to brought be brought on and it will continue so i think that's that's good news overall i actually um, heard a rumor that henry cavill might have been removed as superman not might have been he was um he, henry cavill is done as superman um gal gadot is done as wonder woman i believe jason momoa is going to be done as aquaman um they're fully rebooting which needed to happen Henry Cavill, yeah, he was a pretty good Superman. Man of Steel, I think, stunk. I don't think that was a very good script. Um, again, another uh, seemingly modern problem of not enough alter ego, not enough Clark Kent in in the Superman and Man of Steel. Um, That's pretty surprising. Their chemistry was pretty clean in the revamp. All those actors in the revamped Justice League. Yeah, it's 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 just too messy to continue, and I think that's what James Gunn thinks, and that's what. Um, He's acting on. So it's it's going to be fully revamped DCU. Like I said, I think Matt Reeves' stuff is going to continue in its own universe and will not be brought into any sort of justly plan or any any plan like that moving forward. Black Adam probably done. The Rock really stirred some things up and stepped on some toes with his Black Adam movie because he pretty much forced Warner Brothers to let them include Henry Cavill as Superman at the end of the movie and almost force them to give Henry Cavill a new contract. Um, so I think The Rock is done with DC. I think they will bring back Jason Momoa as a different character, maybe. That's kind of the rumor on the internet, but uh, not confirmed or anything. But DC talk, over. Um, next up, we went with The Shootist. Uh, I got Western with it, John Wayne Classic, Jimmy Stewart in there as well. Um, that was an average of a 68. It was. I liked the movie a lot, the other two. Didn't care for it. Sage Sage is all right with it. Tate did not like it. Um, Stanley Kubrick next with 2001, A Space Odyssey. You didn't hear this because I edited it out, but I forgot Stanley Kubrick's name and Tate rem- remembered it. So I'm going to give Tate his flowers there. But um, that was an average of an 88.67. So an 89 for 2001, A Space Odyssey. And then Tate with... A movie that I liked a lot and a a director that I liked a lot. He's got a new movie coming out. Actually, it's, it's already out as of release of this, um, called Babylon with whiplash starring miles Teller, 
Damien Chazelle is the director's name, and I I really liked Whiplash. Um, Whiplash was an average score of 69. I am going to highlight this. Sage gave it a 46. Tate gave it a 70. Boys, any, anybody want to change that? That's crazy that this is the first one you stopped on because this is the first one I would change. Wow. Um, I'd actually bump it up. I think it was one of those movies that is just super cringe. I hate cringe, and it's super mm-hmm. cringe. And I think it affected my immediate ratings. I'd probably say it's a better movie than a 46, especially looking at the next movie, which is a 46, and knowing that this is obviously better than it. So I'd probably bump it up to like a whoa, 56. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, yeah, that can't be right, can it? About Walk Hard and Whiplash. Yeah, that can't be right. Why? Just a sec. Because they're all the same across the board. <laughs> oh. I had to screw that up, didn't I? Uh, <laughs> oh, I bet Whiplash's score is different. No, I think Walkards is different. Oh, no, Whiplash's is different. Oh, I really did screw that up. I wow. I was going to say, okay. I was like, I think I'm going to wow. pump this up. Yeah, I, I really did screw that up. <laughs> What's wow. crazy is I was looking at those two, and it didn't like compute that, we, that it was the same score for all three of us. I was like, wow, I'm surprised I gave... Yeah, forty six. Wow, that makes so much more sense. I was like, I did not remember giving that a seventy, but damn, I must have. Okay, so I, for the listener, I I entered all of these numbers after we recorded a podcast, and I did like the entire year all in one sitting. So as we go through here, there may be a few mess ups. So everybody, just be on high alert. (laughs) We were we were on low alert right there. We were not on high alert. We barely caught that one. Oh, What's man, crazy that... is I was just going to go to a 56. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and here you and are now. I gave it an 84. I'm like, wow. It's, I mean, now I'm actually going down because it's not an 84. Wow. I'd, I'd, I'd actually bump it down to a 76. Stay in the wow. 80s. Stay in the 80s. Stay in the 80s. Nice. That's very surprising. Um, I kind of want to bump it up now. I, I felt really good about that 91, but I don't know now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because, okay, so let me give these scores again. Uh, 88, 86, and 85. Was that right? I had, I remember he had that right. 84. Yeah. 88, Sage had an 84, uh, Tate had an 85. Sage's is going down to a 76. I do think I like it as much as Walk Hard. I'm giving it a 91. Tate, how are you feeling? Oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'll stick. You're happy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Whiplash was great. Yeah, it was... Great performance from Miles Teller and J.K. Simmons. Definitely an anxiety-inducing movie, but I love those. Uh, great performances across the board as well. Melissa Benoit, Supergirl, all the former Supergirl also in there. Uh, so that's going to be an average score of 84 for Whiplash. Next, one of my all-time favorite comedies, Walk Hard, a Dewey Cox story. I gave it a 91. Sage gave it a 46, and Tate gave it a 70 for an average of 69. And then we get... We, we well, little... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Sorry. This is one what? that I'm on the fence about. I am tempted to bump it up a little notch. Okay. This movie is fucking funny. It was, man. <laughs> yeah, this is like the more I think back on this, I'm like, damn, this is a good uh parody comedy movie. Um yeah, bump it up. 75. Walk nice. hard was as far I as comedies like go, it. it's a good comedy. All right. Well, that goes from a 69 to a seventy point six seven to a seventy one, so I'll I'll take it. I yeah, that movie is so funny. 
the weed scene, the drug scene is just yeah, my favorite running bit in any movie. Yeah. I think that is one of the best uh, one or two minute scenes ever. It is its highlight. All right. Next up, we entered the kitchen and we got burnt. We burnt some things. The um, Bradley Cooper movie burnt. Not my favorite. Sage liked it fa- fair enough. And Tate did not like it. That you're, was an average score of 46 on burnt. You're killing it with these transitions from movie to movie. <laughs> <laughs> did you write these down? No, I did not. These are all off the off the dome. Wow. Off the dome. Um <laughs> the next movie was a movie that I was the only person to review. Um I should have given you guys homework and made you rewatch it because I'm pretty sure you guys have each seen it, but it was a mini a mini sode as I called it. Um it was a solo episode of the podcast, The Truman Show. Do you, either of you have a rating that you would like to give The Truman Show? I've seen this movie like a million times. Um, so yes, I think I'll give it uh uh I'll give it an eighty. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, I'd honestly give it an eighty as well. It's a good head. I just I have seen it so many times between school and just I feel like it's always on the TV. I don't know. Growing up I watched it probably like a dozen times. Yeah, I I remember watching it in school. I won't get into my thoughts again on it, but I, I really thought it was a pretty profound movie and had a lot of things to say um, the first time you see it it's incredible i think it really is like a incredible watch the first time maybe yeah, it was I, also in high school and uh I, i'd seen it two lot, or three but... times before once definitely in high school um but so i gave it an 88 these two gave it an 80 so that's gonna be an average of 82.67 for that one and then sage was not on for this one but we did have another nate not ozzy nate but how about um, <laughs> texas nate or australia for an exchange student nate <laughs> nate ockenhouse came on and reviewed picked a movie um about old scotland or was it ireland it was scotland, scotland. Yeah, old scotland. scotland from the year we were born 1995 um had a lot of actors as a similar movie from that year that is excellent but it was not that excellent movie he picked rob roy instead with liam neeson <laughs> i was gonna say what was the poor man's weird version? Was, yeah poor man's braveheart yeah, rob poor roy man's braveheart, rob roy. <laughs> that was funny it really was though that one got an average score of 71 sage did you perchance happen to see rob roy between no, now and then zero percent chance do you want to Kind of now. <laughs> That's really fucking funny. Yeah, it is poor man's Braveheart. Definitely. Two um, hours and 20 minutes? No. It was it, it, it was, was long. long. Like, like was we said, long. poor man's Braveheart. It wasn't as long as Braveheart, but it was long. It felt as long, <laughs> if not longer. Yeah. Um, then Sounds we, like a lot of cons and not a lot of pros. Had some yeah. good one-liners. Some real good uh, philosophical advice from old Rob Roy. All right, then we we invited a guest who is way too good to us because he comes on every time we ask, and he's just one of my favorite people in the world right now, I think, especially in the podcasting world, to review a Nicolas Cage movie because he's an expert on Nicolas Cage movie. Michael Nip has seen every single Nicolas Cage movie. Um, he came on to review 2022 special, Unbearable Weight of Masses of Talent. I gave it an 89. Tate gave it an movie. 80. And Michael gave it an 82. I, Michael was great to have on this one um, with all of his Nicolas Cage knowledge. I mean, he's always great to have with all of his movie knowledge, but um, it was awesome to have him on this one uh, to relay all of the little Easter eggs in the movie that we were missing. Um, mm-hmm. But 
man, this was a fun movie. I like this one. It was. It was a good time. And I am going to change my score on this one. Um, I'm going to I'm going to drop it down a little bit. Um, I give it an 89. I'm actually going to give it an 85. As I saw more um, movies in 2022, it um, I just had realized there's not enough numbers out there, and I had to move it down because it was just wasn't as good as some others that didn't quite get into the 90 range. But dropping it from an 89 to an 85, it was an 83.67, which would be an 84, and it drops to 82.33, so an 82. And then a movie and the result of having watched Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. And Paddington 2. Maybe another movie that has unlocked a emotional side of Sage. Yes. Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, we a, a sequel without either of you watching the pre, the original. Yep. Um, I did watch the first one and then I watched the second one. And I, I cried on this one. I will fully admit that. Have either of you guys watched the first one since? No. Yes. Ah, Have what'd I? you think? Uh, I did. First one was good. Yeah, I, I liked the first <laughs> one a lot, too. <laughs> and it is kind of funny that I do agree with Nicolas Cage and uh, whatever his name, Pascal or whatever, um, that Paddington 2 is better. Yeah. It's Wait, funny. What happened to the first one? Um, He showed up in London. And he fought. Yeah, did he what? fight Nicole Kidman in the first one? Yeah, that's who. That's who the bad person is. I think. And he brought his mom to London. Was that? That was no, the his, second one. His that parents are. Second. Yeah, his parents are only in the second one. It's the first one's all him and his London family. Okay, then yeah, I only saw Paddington too. Maybe I. Let me. God damn. Do you not know if you watched the first Paddington? I though? think I did, but I mean, then it, I was about to say I was going to talk about all the people, and I was like, all the people are probably the same in both. Wait, oh, yeah, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Grant. Yeah. Yeah. Is Hugh Grant in the second one? Wait, I yeah. thought it was in both. Oh, okay. See, now I'm confused. Okay. Now I'm I... confused, too. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I watched <laughs> yeah. the first okay. one. Okay. Hugh Grant was in both. Who was the bad guy in the second one? This know. is making us look dumb. Hugh Grant, I'm pretty sure. Okay, then Hugh Grant wasn't in the first one. But it says Hugh Grant's in the first one. It says he's in the first one. The first one on IMDb, it says a young Peruvian bear travels to London in search of a home, finding himself Peruvian. lost and yeah, from Peru. Oh, I have not seen Paddington one. I thought, oh, that really? I, yeah, I was just clicking through some <laughs> images and some of them are not ringing a bell. Finding and... <laughs> himself lost and alone at Paddington station. He meets the kindly Brown family who offer him a temporary haven. Yeah. I haven't seen yeah. No, before. I was literally, maybe I was going to watch it and I just didn't. And I was just thinking of Paddington two as the same movie. Yeah, no, I definitely have not. <laughs> there is a Paddington 3 in the makes, by the way. Fuck yeah. Um, not by the same director, because he is busy on a movie that we'll talk about um, in our 2022 look ahead. Hugh Grant is not in the first Paddington. I don't know. It type, it, I Google. did. Okay. I, <laughs> I, I typed on the IMDb list, and his name did not pop up. That's fine. It was on Google list. Yeah, I think um, Google's just doing all Paddington characters. Yeah. Not. Yeah. By movie, because I the saw Paddington too, franchise. I was like Hugh Grant's in it. Yeah, I definitely have seen it. And then I was like, Oh wait, okay, yes, very great, funny. great, cute movie. Probably the, one of the cutest movies I've ever seen. All right, then I went with a Steven Spielberg classic. Same year, Star Wars was released. Close Encounters of the Third Time, Third Kind. <laughs> um, <laughs> average of a seventy-four point six seven. Then the movie that almost. Uh, led to us being down one co-host 
um, for eternity. <laughs> Chocolat. What an annoying week that was. Yeah, that was a tough week for this podcast. Um, the listener didn't really get to hear much of it, but um, I heard a lot of it. Tate was in the dog being hunt. something else. Yeah. Tate, have you seen Chocolat yet? I still have not seen Chocolat. Of course I you have. I have not listened to the episode yet. Well, it was only Sage and I. I gave it a 62. Sage gave it an 80. Average is 71. Um, Love Actually was up next. Great pick, Tate. Uh, Good one job, of your favorite Tate. movies. Not me. Hate this Definitely movie. you. What do you mean? This is under yours. Hate this movie. Yeah. No, that was you. Terrible. That was definitely you. That was an average of 70. You um, hate this movie. You gave it a 60. <laughs> Weird pick, man. Now, if you, if you remember, Love Actually was Tate's... Um, punishment punishment pick <laughs> for being so, very very bad with Shonda. yes yes because they know that it's one up. of my least favorite movies then came a guest special with sage's old roommate connor davies a girl walks home alone at night which was um maybe the first true indie um film class like high art movie that we watched that Tate thinks he likes, but doesn't actually know what it was until we watched this movie. <laughs> this movie was so good. Wow. I'm glad I watched this movie. I would not call it so good. I don't, I, high art is not always my favorite, but it was a very enjoyable episode, I thought. Uh, average score of 86 and a half for that one, so an 87. Shout out to Connor. Um, that was one of my favorite movies of the year. We Connor inspired me by picking a high art movie. So I picked a high art movie as well. Uh, legendary director Terrence Malick. Went with the Tree of Life. Not a favorite on this uh, triplet of hosts here, but uh, average is 54 for that one. Anybody want to hurt me more and give it a lower score? <laughs> no. I well, kind of want to, but I don't have the energy. Well, and it was cool to find out that our uh, <clears throat> upcoming guest chris was actually someone that worked on this film so yes for sure that was cool to find out even though we all gave it not a great score and it was a weird movie um that was cool there's an extended cut of it that i will watch one at one point in my life i will not (laughs) and then sage went with a robert rodriguez movie desperado that's um go ahead and sing the song desperado Average score is seventy. Oh, Monte Average score is seventy-two on that one. Following, one, wait, Desperate. that one was the oh. sequel. Remember that? Yes, yeah. I do remember that. And you I watched, did watch. You the watched first the first one. one of that. Yeah, that was crazy. Do you remember the name of the first one? Not at all. Me either. <laughs> I forgot that Desperado was the name of this film. And I it was, was like, who it the was, fuck Desperado? It was so funny. <laughs> you did say. <laughs> I know. It didn't click until. Yeah, it was so funny because I remember the the first one had a different actor playing the main guy, then and then all of a sudden Antonio Banderas, that's who it is, right? Yeah, Yeah. he came in and played the main character, and then that guy got bumped to like a side character, (laughs) and it was tough. The first one was pretty good though, much more authentic. El El Mariachi, El Mariachi. There we go. Yep, that's what it was. It was pretty good. It was a fun action movie, no doubt. Yeah. All right. Then I was tortured once again on this podcast <laughs> by anime with Akira. Akira. 
Akira. Akira. Average score of this one is 64. That's fine. Happy with that. Was that Tate's pick? That was Tate's pick. Yeah. Um, For the next episode, we stayed in Japan um, for our hundredth titled episode. uh, Had one of Tate's Austin friends works a little bit in the film industry um, on to uh, review a Akira Kurosawa classic, a cinema classic, Yojimbo. Another great movie. Yo, Jimbo was one of the coolest ones. We had some really good guest guest picks. We did. This that that one's gonna be up there for me. Yeah, that was a fun one. That's a fun movie to remember. That's definitely one I would rewatch. Yeah, that that one was awesome. I it made me finally pull the trigger and buy a bunch of Akira Kurosawa movies from Criterion. Um, I have not watched any of them yet because I've been busy with life. But I bought Seven Samurai, Samurai, Hidden Fortress, and Rashomon. Nice. So I'm excited to watch those. Um, Chris is excited to be back on. So, oh, really? We'll nice have to have him back. That's good to hear. Then one of my most average movies I've ever picked: Last Flag Flying, starring Steve Carell, playing a bit against type. Average score of 76 on that one. Harrison Ford movie up next. When I didn't choose it, Sage did. The Fugitive. Average Jimbo! score. Of- Average score of 83 for that one. Um, Followed by a horror-ish movie made from the 70s. It wasn't too scary, so Sage could actually watch it. Invasion of the Body Snatchers. And I actually Uh, gave it the highest score. Yeah, Yeah, 73.333 repeating, of course. Um, It was a strange one. Yeah, it, it it was definitely an interesting movie. Then we had our good friend Harrison on, who we brought up earlier. To review a completely bizarre movie in Brazil. Um, Sage was not on for this one. He was, I don't know where he was. Oh, he was at an EDM festival in the (laughs) Nordic countries (laughs) getting and got stuck there with COVID. Yep. It'd be even funnier if he was in Brazil. It would have been. Um, Sage, have you watched Brazil yet? No. I looked it up and I saw the title and the description. I was like, no. You'd love it. It's got old. What's his name? De Niro. De Niro. Mario De Niro. Robert. Yeah, but he looks like Mario. (laughs) Mario De Niro. No, because he looks like Mario in it. Uh, He's like the plumber with the mustache. (laughs) Um, Followed by that was a Michael Mann directed movie, Heat, Um, a movie that I'd heard bandied about for a long time, and it was awesome. It was so good. So good. Um, it was very good. That actually might be one I might change. I'm going to think about that for a second. So that was an average of 92.33. I gave it a 94. Sage gave it an 88. And uh, Tate gave it a 95. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. No, I think I'm going to stay. All right. Take your easy there, Pilgrim. <laughs> <laughs> Figuring out what these buttons are again. <laughs> I'm going to come into the new year with a whole new row of buttons. From heat, we stayed in the heat with our end of summer special, Wet Hot American Summer. Tate, you were not on this one, but you've seen this movie. Kale came on for this one as a surprise to Sage, actually. Um, Yeah, that was a surprise, I remember. Tate, what would you give a Wet Hot American Summer? So good. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Uh... Ah, 
probably an 80. It's between a 75 and an 80 for me, but yeah, I'm going to lean towards 80 just to even this out. All right. I gave it a 75. Uh, Sage gave it an 80. Tate is giving it an 80. Kale gave it a 75. Um, so that's going to be, if you do your math right, it's going to be somewhere in the 77.5 range. This Round is, it up to a 78. Wet Hot American Summer, it just kills it in comedy. Yeah. It's like a Just a classic. reminder for everyone, an 80 for me is like a perfect comedy. Yeah, yeah they, it's got some crazy. of the best comedy. A perfect comedy to me, by the way, listener, is 100 because that's perfect. I get perfect where Sage is coming not a from, perfect I movie. also get where you're coming from. But yeah, this movie kills it. It is so well written. And well, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. Um, I, it makes me want to watch the series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still haven't done that. I know I haven't either. Um, we continued on the comedy wave with Nacho, Nacho! Libre. With an average score of 66.67. So a 67 on that one. Um, you should leave that full uh, pause in there. Yep, I will. <laughs> um, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. I missed one. I was going to... Um, I'm taking the last flag flying down from an 88 to an 83. Um, and so instead of a 76, that's a 74.33 for that one. Um, the next movie after Nacho Libre was American Psycho. Tate uh, getting psycho with it. A little Christian Bale action. Average score of 67.67. Finally so check 68 this one off. on that one. Yeah, definitely a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a long time. Sage did not enjoy it. Definitely not a movie I've ever wanted to watch ever. <laughs> <laughs> then after that was our third listener's choice i believe the first listener's choice and only listener's choice of 2022 right um because birdman was at the end of last year uh, melissa reagan who we definitely need to have on the podcast proper submitted this one on twitter um average score is 61 it was definitely an interesting movie i'd never heard of it before Man. kurt hoven cracks me up with his warriors <laughs> thing that the he did warriors. to say yeah <laughs> I Come think a 40 on this is crazy. I mean, I, I get the the um, discrepancy on Melancholia, but 40 on Warrior Sage? Come on. You're what does crazy. that even mean? I, I get that there's like a, a big difference in our Melancholia scores because that's a love or hate. But like the Warriors, how, do you, how can you hate this movie? It was one of those where I was like mildly entertained while I was watching it. But once I finished it, I was like, I'm never going to watch this movie again. God, that really like rule. when I, when I settle on a score, when the dust settles, my ultimate judgment is will I, would I watch this movie again? And how soon would I be willing to watch it again? And this one was just, I uh, no, I don't want to watch it again. But if it was filmed in Oregon and had Zoe Kravitz, it would get an automatic 20 point bump. Well, you missed a minor detail. Zoe Kravitz, in the Catwoman suit? There we go. All right. That, <laughs> that's a little more intriguing. <laughs> I like how you pause like forget. you didn't know how to say that. <laughs> you need a bonk warning on this show because bonk, bonk, bonk. Um, okay, moving on. We went we went way back with... Uh, One sec. I was gonna, <laughs> I had to mute because of my cuckoo clock. I will say, I don't remember what I said on the Batman episode, but that 
euphoria or whatever has definitely faded and zoe kravitz is not in my brain anymore but it's a fun joke she's got she's living rent free up here she's gonna hear that and she's gonna be a little upset with you sage so kravitz i denounce his comments um we we then went with uh went with the sausage man james dean not jimmy dean but james dean the movie star with rebel without a cause Averaged out at 77. I liked it a lot. Sage or Tate actually ended up liking it as well. Sage was just in a grumpy mood for these movies because he did not like that one either. Look at, no. his, look at his string of bad scores. He was really in a grumpy 47, mood. 40, 57, 63. What <laughs> okay. was happening to you in, when was this, August? Um, I don't know. I'll find out. I got it. That would be September, end of August, early September. What was what was going on? That's the start of football. How can you be mad? Start of fall. Where were you at? Why are you so grumpy? Oregon did get smacked by Georgia, but that wouldn't be enough. I think that I mean American Psycho just not up my alley. Obvious Warriors. I mean that's just a classic tape fumble. Rebel <laughs> without a cause. For me, it was just hard to get over the times of the movie like i it's 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 one of those that i don't disrespect and i can understand why you guys would give in in the 80s but for me again i would not watch it again like it was just so old it was hard to watch um and i just couldn't see myself watching it again so that one was definitely more of a rewatchable score and then the next one i feel like is that crazy but that's my reasoning there's reasoning behind it that's Usually fair. my All right, well, reasons have reasoning behind it. That next one was the fifth element, which got a 70.67 average. And then we went to a movie that um, changed the course of this podcast, added a new thing for us to do, and mainly picked because you guys were going to the country that this was supposed to be filmed in, but they couldn't film in it because they had so many kidnappings of Americans when they were going to film it. Um, Romancing the Stone. Terrible movie. I'm changing my score. Uh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, 55. Oh, my God. Don't so, make me. I will. Originally. I will. I'll do it. <laughs> originally, <laughs> I, God, do I it. gave it a 71. Sage gave it a 73. And Tate gave it a 65. God, this movie's terrible. You're changing it to a 55? Yeah. I dare you. So that was going to be an average score of 69.67. Why do you want to even this one out? It's a 55. What's your big beef with evening this one out? Why can't you just let it be shit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I also have that question for you, Sage. I don't think it's necessarily shit, but it's not good. I would not have like any sort of like emotional attachment to this or anything like. Danny DeVito's the all, Danny DeVito is fifty of these fifty-five points. <laughs> Everyone else in this movie sucks, and this I'm movie so isn't that good. That like it's it. it's very average. Like it's oh, just it's not even seven, average. It's, it's just like, eighty schlock. As far as like adventure rom coms go, I, the more I thought about it, and especially after watching so many uh, of the other adventure movies that we just watched, I was like, this movie is actually terrible. <laughs> I really don't have a reason. It was just an empty. Threat. Oh, that's <laughs> the other five points. Danny DeVito is fifty of it, and Snappers are another five points. So look at those snappers. Look at those snappers. What's even more disgusting that Sage gave this like a seventy-three and is like thinking that this movie like needs to be defended is that he gave the next movie, which is like God almost worldwidely regarded as the greatest action adventure movie to ever be made. 
It's the start of franchise frenzy. It's Raiders of the Lost Ark, now known as Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. This movie is it's it fluctuates between perfect and a 99 for me. This time I gave it a 99. Sage gave it a 70, lower than Romancing yeah. the Stone. That might be the craziest thing on this podcast. It's crazy. I don't know how that could possibly like even be close to true. Like Raiders of the Lost Ark did everything Romancing the Stone did times 10 and way better. And, and it Sage is, and, and by Tate far, gave it an 85. It is by far the best, not by far, but it is the best uh, Indiana. Yeah. Sage? What, what do you want from me? I want you to do lower you still, your score on you Romancing the Stone. <laughs> Either lower Romancing the Stone <laughs> or, or raise Raiders. up to literally a 74. Just tell me that it's better than Romancing the Stone. Can you sit there with a straight face and say it's not? I will do one better. I will pour a little more wine and I will come back to you with an answer while I actually genuinely think about it. <laughs> I genuinely think that I will watch Romancing the Stone more times in my life than I will watch Raiders of the Lost Ark. So just to piss you off, I'll bump wow. Raiders of the Lost Ark to a 72. Oh my God. That's crazy that you're just doubling down on this. Um, so that goes from like an 83 to an 85. So... That's a little bit better, I suppose, but it's just crazy. <sighs> it's just crazy. Um, I don't know what we're gonna do with you. <laughs> I don't just either. Have to take you out behind the woodshed. And like, I like seventy-two, seventy-three. Romancing the Stone Raiders is absurd, but what's also absurd, and what makes your you got you're just way off because Temple of Doom, while it's not as good as Raiders or Last Crusade, which is the next movie re- we reviewed. It's not this bad. Okay, yeah, you thought I was doubling down the last one. I will quadruple down on this one. Temple of Doom was so fucking garbage. This movie was terrible. I hated watching it from beginning to end. Actually, that's a lie. The very opening scenes were good. And after those opening scenes, it was garbage from then on. I'm Probably 30 of those 36 that I give it are those opening scenes. I like Temple Immediately Doom. after that, they fly out of a plane in a raft and land in, perfectly land in a river and float. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've covered all of this. Let's fly through it this was. franchise frenzy. All right. Uh, Last Crusade is up next. That one got an average of 86.67. I give it a 96. Sage is 79. That's more respectable. And Tate an 85. Then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Um, Mikey and Ozzy Nate came on for this one. Their score averaged out to a 66. I gave it a 67. Take give it a 60. You know what? I think I'm changing this. I think I'm changing this one. Uh, because I didn't, I didn't think about it beforehand, but looking at it now, I think I am. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to drop it to a 55. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, see, I'm actually going the opposite. Whoa. Um, well, it evens out, I guess, but this one was so pretty bad. <laughs> you're 55? Yeah. Right? That's where you are? Okay. So, because of all of the stuff I just said about right like Indiana Jones and Romancing the Stone, I think I have to give it one above Romancing the Stone because I'd much rather watch this than Romancing the Stone. I'm going to give this a 72. Yeah, I probably would too, barely, but they're pretty on par, so I'm fine. They're both, yeah, that's they're both I mean, bad. <laughs> your, your 55 score is anywhere between 55 and 60. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, or 50, yeah, so that's going to bring it to a 64.33. <laughs> All right, well, now we're... we're Rounding things up here, but we're staying in, we're almost to the end of the year here, folks, but we are staying in this adventure Spielberg universe because Sage 
And the wheel chose the Goonies as our Halloween special. The fucking wheel. The least Crazy. Halloween movie I've ever seen. You guys aren't going to use the wheel anymore? No, we, we are, will. Because I like the we wheel. We will but... until we win. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man, the Goonies. I really like this movie, just as the Halloween special kind of hurt. It hurts. Oh, man, it hurt um, me bad. I hated that this was the Halloween special. Goonies got an average score of seventy four point three three. Then I I went with uh, another David or the first David Mamet move uh, screenplay I should say with the Untouchables Kevin Costner Sean Connery uh, average score seventy nine point six seven for that one. Um, Nicholas Cage second appearance this year on the Good Day for a Movie podcast. Uh, Sage picked this one. A foodie. Chef, Oregon, right mm-hmm. up Sage's Alley, mm-hmm. 78.67. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin McDonough. It was just about a month too early. Otherwise, we would have reviewed a Martin McDonough movie just a year apart because we did seven psychopaths at the end of last year wow. as I was looking back on it. But uh, Banshees of Inishir in his new 2022 movie, Tate's Pick, uh, got an average of 88.67. I haven't rewatched this yet, but in that episode, I said, if I rewatch it, I have a feeling my score is going to go up because I really did like this one. Gleason and Farrell are just awesome together. Yeah. It's a beautiful chemistry. Absolutely. Um, all right. Then we had a guest special. Uh, Our good buddy, Jake Bear. Yes. We got German with it. Jake Bear came on a little. Uh, I want to see the baby fitting. I'm wearing a baby Yoda shirt today sweatshirt today so i want to see the baby a little uh werner herzog action with strutzek um 71 average for that one it was a fun episode a definitely a very unique movie that I, we've never reviewed a movie like it um so that was fun um david mamet again for me uh but this one was fully written by him glenn gary glenn ross stacked cast monologue upon monologue my type of movie average of an 83 for that one Everybody's still happy? Yep. Yep. North by Northwest, Alfred Hitchcock, um, absolute classic set in stone, the template for action movies. Um, and it's definitely a mystery. It's definitely an adventure, a little bit of romance and a little bit of mystery or a little bit of action. It's not only a romance movie, Tate. (laughs) (laughs) Then I I may actually drop that one. Whoa. Whoa. I may go 89 on that. Okay, so I gave it a 95. Sage originally gave it a 92. Tate gave it an 80. Are you doing it, Sage? Yeah, only because of seeing uh, Casablanca and what was Casablanca Once Upon a Time in the West being 90s. North by Northwest is an 89 for sure. All right, so that goes to an average of 89 down to an average of 88. Interesting. I, I love I love North by Northwest. I think it's a fantastic movie. It's extremely um, good, but it is yeah. not as good as Casablanca. And it was fun. It was great. I agree. I didn't have it. I had both of those above it, I believe. Um, next up was Memories. Uh, tortured once again by Anami. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. I have a I'm feeling picking, I'm going to watch a horror movie in this next year. Oh, no. You're going to watch a musical within the next year. A oh, true musical, God. not a Muppets you, musical. No. Yes, me, you no. are. Give me a Yes, horror. you are. Give me you a guys, There's been like three or four anime movies that I've had to watch. So you're, you're just going to have to sit through a musical. You made me watch the Muppets. 
That wasn't a real musical, though, and we watched it together, so it wasn't that bad. It counts. No. Here's an idea. Like all movies. Hey, I <laughs> yeah. actually... Me. Pick me. Yeah, go ahead. You liked one of mine. I picked a Studio Ghibli. Those don't count. Well, then I've... That's three, then. And Tate picked two of them. And there's more coming, brother. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm going to revolt with... Uh... <laughs> no don't punish me it's not punishing you it's rewarding it's me the, well he's gonna punish the score <laughs> oh that's what i thought you were gonna say Come no I'm, I'm sticking with my 57 it was a interesting movie for that one average of 67.33 and our last one our christmas special was the santa claus um the happy new year everybody average score 77 on that one <laughs> circle what? again we got fucked by the circle the wheel we, we, the wheel the wheel, yeah, the, the wheel. We all picked the Santa Claus a movie we've all we'd all seen, but I, I I tried to pick a I tried to pick a musical on that one. God, I was excited about all the other options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was happy I watched it though. I I loved the Santa Claus. It actually I'm, was better than I remembered it, which yeah. was surprising. I think it was worse than I remembered. Yeah, but it was exactly what I was. It was exactly You're... what I remembered, but not as good. See, you've lost <laughs> yeah. all Sage. I don't even want to talk Trust. about credibility. <laughs> With melancholia. I don't even want to talk about credibility. Name Mr. one. Romancing the Stone over Raiders. Yeah, Romancing oh, the Stone is bad, bad. Giving melancholia 95 is way worse. No, no, it's not. It's not, especially with what came right after. No. Yeah, that's no. true. No. Because there's people that agree with 90. Tate. There are lots of people in the world that agree with Tate that melancholia is a good movie. We don't happen to be people two of those people. Not like I don't know who you could find that would agree that romancing the stone is better than Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. If you find one of those people, tell me. You'll you'll definitely find some people that will give Raiders a seventy two like you. But if you find many people that'll give romancing a higher score than that. Right. You're well you're That's wild. really where the problem is. Like how yeah, much sure, you pay maybe them? somebody doesn't love Raiders, but if they don't love Raiders, they're not going to love Romancing the Stone either. And that's just a fact, Jack. And then our next movie is a question mark. Yes, I I will have that for you at the end of this episode. Nice. Well, th- then do we want to run into I've, some stats? Yeah, let's. Tate, I will let you take the reins. Cover our stats. All right. Well, this will be pretty quick, I guess. Uh, Jacob, the average score that you gave to a movie, um, this is over the lifetime, is a 78. The average score sage that you give to a movie is a 73. Um, and the average score that I also give to a movie is 78. So me and now, Jacob here's are a question. little on the higher side of this, but we're all in the 70s. And um, as far as the movies that we pick, the average score that we all give for the, that person's set of movies. Um, after this year, Sage took the lead. I think he was in third going into the year. Um, but now... An average Sage pick is getting a 79, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, the average Jacob pick is getting a 77. <laughs> and the average Tate pick is getting a 72. And I will tell you guys, I think I had the lead going into this year. Um, I think I had a 78 going into the year. But So yeah, Sage, you, uh, you now hold... I have passed on the leaderboard to you with the high, with the high picking the best movies so far. Um and then basically just year 2022 picks. Um, the worst five scores that we gave out 
we just kind of rattled them off, but I'll just rattle them off here. The House was the lowest rated movie that we gave. We gave it 29. That won't hurt me, Harrison. <laughs> the <laughs> Actually, next. I'm going to blame Lindsay. It wasn't even Harrison. It was Lindsay. Lindsay's the one that texted sure, me. Lindsay. The, and uh, that was a terrible, terrible movie. <laughs> the next worst movie was Burnt. Um, after that, the third worst. Really? Yep. It was lower than Melancholia. Fuck you. And third worst was Melancholia. And then Tree of Life. And then The Warriors is crazy that this movie ends up in our bottom five. Um, that pisses me off a lot. Is that still true? Wait, 46 and... Yeah, Romance in the Stone yep. still beats it. Holy shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's insane. Well, The Warriors, I guess, is our fifth lowest rated movie this year. That's insane. Hey, we could do worse than that. I mean, that... I think that's a good thing that the Warriors is the like fifth worst movie. That means we haven't seen that many bad movies. It's true. I just would like to see others there. Um, and then the top <laughs> five movies. So this might have changed a little bit based on our little scores. Um, the only one that I, but I think for the most part, they're all the same. Um, oh, actually, so it did change. North by Northwest now is our fifth at 88. And then uh, Banshees of Inisharan and 2001 A Space Odyssey are tied at 88.67, so like an 89. And then Once Upon a Time in the West was a 90, our third highest rated movie of the year. Yojimbo was the second highest rated movie at 90.67. And then the highest rated movie of the year was Heat at 92.33. No, that's not true. What about Casablanca? I guess Casablanca was. Oh, I didn't. I didn't include. Yeah, technically, I didn't include it in this year, but we should. Um, Gotcha. I I think it it was released in 2021, but it was the first in our last review, so it should be talked about in this one. Yeah. Um, and it then would take the reins as the highest rated at 93.75. Gotcha. With Heat at number two and Yojimbo at number three. Um, How about that? Two in the top five for me. Yeah. Who? Yojimbo was a guest. Yep, what number, were the other two number banshees? One, <clears throat> number one, number one was a Jacob pick. Number two is a Jacob pick. Number three is guest pick, Chris. Um, number four was the sage pick. Once upon a time. Number five and six. Number five was tied. There's a tie at number five between Sage and I. 2001: Space Odyssey and Banshee. Mm. Um, and then North by Northwest was number six. Seven, so Tate, number seven. You don't have. Hey, I got one up there. Banshees. Is close. Banshees is up there. Tied for fifth. Tied. Technically tied for fifth. Tied for fifth. We made it, baby. Um, yeah. And I think that puts Casablanca actually at... Actually, no. Casablanca barely doesn't beat our highest rated movie ever. Uh, which is kind of crazy. Oh, Children of Men. It's so close. But Children of Men still barely held on to the highest rated movie that we have at 94. Children of Men was really good. Yep. Children of Men was really good. Well, now I think what we do is we just, now that we already rattled off all the movies, I think we can really quickly just kind of say um, what each of our personal favorites were, um, regardless of score, just maybe favorites from the movie, favorite picks that each of us made looking back on the year. Um, so, <clears throat> best and worst. So, I, I'll rattle my three favorites off. Let's start with um, worst. Well, no, worst, the worst that the other person picked. I know. You want to do the worst first? Let's I don't do have worst. my worst. Oh, okay. Well, we can do best first then. Yeah, let's do best first because I'm still working on my... But the best so, sage and the best Tate? 
Yeah, my my favorite Tate pick was Whiplash and Paddington Two. I I don't know which one, but I I just enjoyed Whiplash the most, and I liked reviewing Paddington Two the most. That's fair. Um, my favorite Sage pick was Two Thousand One: A Space Odyssey. Pretty easy. Um, legendary movie. My, Good conversation, uh, I thought. Well, and so I can go into my favorites. My favorite Jacob pick was clearly Casablanca. That was, I mean, it actually it ended up being a tough choice when we were, were checked by Heat. I was like, ah, fuck, Heat was really good. Um, but it's got to be Cla- Casablanca. I think Casablanca is one of my favorite movies ever. And my favorite Sage pick of the year was uh, Once Upon a Time in the West. So it was literally the first two movies of the year. Wow. <laughs> were my favorites. And downhill was, since uh, then. Downhill from there. So uh, let's, I guess, see if you guys can kick the new year off again like you did. But those two in a row were two of my favorite movies of the year. So, And I'm going to throw a touch of a curveball. My favorite Jacob movie was Casablanca. But my f- actual favorite Tate pick was The Body Snatchers. Mostly because oh. I didn't think I would like it. Mostly because it surprised me. Paddington 2, if it's you know, tugging at the heartstrings and has Brendan Gleeson as a cook in prison making marmalade. That's like, you know, <laughs> a shoe in for a better score from me. But I was genuinely surprised that I would, and I still do like, I mean, I remember the driving reason for my 80 was how uh, awesome the idea of the movie was. And it still is awesome in my mind. And I really do think that if there is a recreation of this movie, it would be extraordinary. I do agree with that. They could make it a lot better and a lot scarier. A lot creepier. Well, yeah, they get scarier. It's, you know, <laughs> they don't need to. It's an, it's an amazing idea. Well, well I my least, I, I will say my favorite guest, pretty easy, Yojimbo. Um, but I, all great guest episodes this year, for sure. That was a great uh, guest podcast to record. That was really fun, because I got to do it in person with Chris. Um, but I think my favorite guest movie has to be... Um, a girl that walks home alone at night. That's My favorite crazy. special we did was the franchise frenzy. I love doing that. I this is great. So yours was Yojimbo, and yours was a girl walks home alone at night. My favorite was actually Two Hands. I know oh, wow. that one was my. Ah, uh, it was some good guest specials. It was really good guest specials, but the only Two re- hands was, was that one was good. such a surprise. Yeah, like I. It was shouts to you, Ozzy Nate. You did good. That was and well, I love Heath Ledger, but it was really it was a really fun surprise. And even though I gave it a lower score, I'm probably gonna be quicker to watching that one again than Yojimbo or uh Girl Walks Home Alone at Night. Okay. Wow, you know what's funny? Jacob picked one of my friends, I picked one of Sage's friends, <laughs> and then Sage picked one of your friends. That's <laughs> that is fun. Funny. That's crazy. That was interesting. Um, all right, my least favorites. Easy, easy for Tate. Akira. <laughs> Just kill wow. Akira! You hated Akira more than Memories? Yes. Wow. Yes, I did. Memories, I and think, my... is easier to dislike than Akira. Wait, 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 wait. You hated both of those more than Melancholia? Um, Maybe not score-wise, but I enjoyed our review of Melancholia. I think, I think it's hilarious when we disagree. Especially like that abruptly. <laughs> I hated Melancholia so much that I will never forgive Tate. We get it. Melancholia. That's my least favorite movie that I watched this year. 
And so I'm assuming the house is mine. Yeah, but technically that was Lindsay's pick, so I actually mm-hmm. have to do a double take. <laughs> like how we're pinning that on Lindsay. <laughs> I do too, because it's true. Um, <laughs> my least favorite Sage one was Burnt. Dumb movie. That is also my least favorite of Sage's. Oh, I, actually, no, mine's pretty, yeah. It wasn't the lowest score that I gave of Sage's movies, I don't think. Yeah, no, mine's actually easy for Jacob. Walk Hard. No, Tree of Life. Mm, mm-hmm. You don't like that movie. No, I don't like that movie. Oh, just kidding. I like that movie. Burnt is definitely the lowest score that I gave of Sages. Yeah, uh, Burnt was bad. Yeah, I... I disliked it. I, I disliked it a lot. I, yeah, I... I hated our... I didn't like our review. <laughs> I mean, our yeah, review, but I didn't... And I just didn't like our... I didn't like watching it. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I thought our review of that one was probably kind of boring. Um, and then Jacob, my least favorite of yours is actually not Tree of Life because I actually think I do at the end of the day give props to that for being a little bit different. Um, and that's a also, little bit different. It was a lot different. And it's also the reason why I'm not choosing uh, the house as my least favorite for you um, because at least at the end of the day, it was a different film. My least favorite you picked was The Shootist. I, I thought it was just generally boring and dull. And it lost me. That was yeah, I can't believe you gave it a 50. That's shocking to me. Yeah. Didn't like that one, but that's my reasoning. I gave I gave the house and um, I think I gave, what's it? Yeah, I gave the house a lower score, but yeah, Shootist was my least favorite. Sad. Yeah. I feel, Sad. I feel bad for you for having that opinion. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, before we get into a little bit of a 2023 review, do you guys have any goals for this upcoming year for 2023 podcast related? My no. goal would be to do way more episodes live on YouTube and to, for them to be scheduled and for us to gather some sort of following there where it's a super fun place to come watch us review a movie and hang out in the chat. And it'll be fun for us to hang out with you guys in the chat as well. I love that goal. Um, and I think this this upcoming year might be a lot a little bit easier for us schedule wise to do that. So, um, I like that. My goal is to have the highest rated movie that we all and I want it to be the highest rated movie ever. I want it to beat Children of Men. That's my goal. Wow. So just a refresher: Children of Men was an average of a ninety four. I gave it a ninety six. Sage gave it a ninety six, and Tate gave it a ninety. That's gonna be tough. It's going to be tough to beat. That's my, well, so my goal is a two-parter. I want to have the highest score ever, and I want to have the lowest score this year. Not ever, because nothing will be old, but I want to have one of the lowest scores, or I want to have the lowest score of the year. So I want to pick the best movie that we watched and the worst movie that we watched, and that'll be a fun dance to do as the year goes on. That's my goal. I, I, I do have two other goals as well. I would like to do more mini-sodes where it's just me. Um, no offense to you guys, but I, it was, it was a fun exercise for me, and I think it makes me better, not only at my job, but at podcasting and living life as well, because you have to really narrow down your thoughts and speak precisely. More power to you. And I would like to start doing some interviews. That's interesting. I'd be open to that. You doing interviews and me not having to do okay. an interview. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the interview episodes, along with the mini-sodes, would not conflict with the movie reviews. We would still be releasing one of those every single Monday. Um, Those would probably come out on Thursdays. Oh, okay. Say any goals? No. (laughs) 
Not even like personal movie goals or... He just has a goal to not watch a musical, which is just a setting up for a disaster. I would like your goal, Sage, to be for you to finally tell the people at your that you work with the name of our movie podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's silly. <laughs> I have another dream guest goal. Okay. Zoe Kravitz. <laughs> Just so we can That's talk to her about ridiculous. it. I got a dream guest goal. That's it's you know, dream guest goal. Gotta have him. Yeah, careful, Zoe. You might fall in love with me. <laughs> no, with me. She's my guest. <laughs> Unfortunately, I don't have a Catman suit. Batman, man. I don't think that's a thing. I guess it would be Batman. <laughs> oh my God! Are you silly goose? Yeah, the wine might be hitting. It might be time okay. for you to go to bed. <laughs> yes. Well, let's 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 talk about a few really quickly. Twenty twenty three movies on the other side. Well, just in time for St. Patrick's Day, crowds are coming by the dozens to get an up close view at what some say is a piece of Irish folk- folklore. Some people in the Crichton area of Mobile say a leprechaun has taken up residence in their neighborhood. A leprechaun. NBC 15's <laughs> Brian Johnson has more. Curiosity leads to large crowds in Mobile's Crichton community, many of you bringing binoculars, camcorders, even camera phones to take pictures. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I got to do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! Eyewitnesses say the leprechaun only comes out at night. If you shine a light in its direction, it suddenly disappears. This amateur sketch resembles what many of you say the leprechaun looks like. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations for the image. My theory is it's casting a shadow from the other limb. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff and it told him to get up in a tree and play a leprechaun. We're going to get down to the bottom of this. Yes, still on there, guy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid, man. This guy helping to direct traffic says he's prepared for his encounter with the leprechaun. He's suited up from head to toe. This wars off spells right here. This is a special leprechaun flute which has been passed down from thousands of years ago from my great-great-grandfather who was Irish. I just came to help out. Others just came to get lucky in hopes a pot of gold may be buried under this tree. I'm going to run a backhoe and uproot that tree. I want to know where the gold is. I want to go. Give me the go. I want to go. This is Brian Johnson, NBC 15 News. People will do anything <laughs> for a pot of gold. I mean, anything. You know what I like? I like the amateur sketch of the leprechaun. Yeah, it looks like somebody yeah. got a really good look at it and got that good drawing who, out there. Who did that? I want to know who sketched that. I don't know. Maybe Brian sketched it. <laughs> Doodle it. <laughs> that was a good story. All right. We're back. All right. Anticipated movies for 2023. Um, from Rot- This is from Rotten Tomatoes. We're not gonna. I'm not going to read the whole list. February, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Jonathan Majors back as Kang the Conqueror, or maybe first time as Kang the Conqueror, excited for that one. Jonathan Majors again in March with Creed 3, um, excited for that one, Michael B. Jordan. I'm a little upset that Sly Stallone will not be involved in this one. Um, I think he's, he's my favorite actor, director, writer of all time, I do believe. Um, also, same month, 65. Or 65 million years ago, Adam Driver goes back in time on accident to 65 million years ago and has to fight a bunch of dinosaurs with his space gun. Looks dumb and fun. 
Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Excited for that one. I was a big fan of the Shazam stuff. John Wick Chapter 4, 2023. I will be reviewing. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Not reviewing, but I will be watching the three other three John Wick movies. The Dungeons and Dragons movie looks pretty entertaining. Chris Pine starring in that one, as well as Michelle Rodriguez. Um, April, Super Mario Brothers movie. Chris Pratt voicing Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy, Jack Black, Charlie Day, Seth Rogen, uh, Keegan-Michael Key, Fred Armisen. I'm very excited for that one in a dumb way. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, absolutely pumped for that one. Fast 10, as, as David Dollar from the Deucecast says, he, they should have called it Fast 10, Your Seatbelts. Instead, they're calling it Fast X. Little Mermaid, uh, probably no thank you on that one. How about this one? Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse in June. The Into the Spider-Verse uh, sequel. Excited for that one. Transformers Rise of the Beasts. What? There's a sequel coming? Yes, you didn't know that? Holy shit. And I'm assuming you're reacting to the Spider-Man, not Transformers, right? Yeah, Spider-Man, not Transformers. He's got like a a 10-second lag. (laughs) I had to digest that. I was like, Spider-Who? Yes, there's a trailer out for it and everything. You have to go watch it. I thought he was actually excited about a Transformers trilogy. I did, too. I'm going to be there for this new Transformers movie. It's got a... Oh, I can't remember the, the... Gorilla Beast Transformer has a dumb name. Indiana Jones 5, we will definitely be reviewing, probably having some guests on for that as well. Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which I do believe we will need to review on this podcast as well. Um, Oppenheimer, excited for that one. Probably have to review that one too. The Marvels, no thank you, but I will go see it. Barbie, I'm excited for that one. Greta Gerwig directed, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling. And then finally in November... Dune Part Two. Wow! Holy shit! This list was getting me depressed until now. I know that's that's really what I was just going for is Dune Part Two. Wow. I can't wait for it. It's I think it's I can't wait. I cannot wait. It's going to be awesome. They have awesome. have we have you guys heard about the new new cast members? I think I heard who the sister uh, princess whatever. What? Yeah, the uh, what's her name? Yeah, Florence. Pugh. Oh, the daughter. Yeah, yeah. When I I know what Florence Pugh's name is. What was I can't remember what the character is going to be called. You guys remember Princess? It's not Avalon, is it? Hmm. Who are you talking about? His younger sister it's from the book. No, not his younger. Irulan. Oh. Yes, that's going to be Florence Pugh. Wow. Um, Austin Fuck Butler, yeah. the guy who played Elvis, is going to be Phaedra Alpha. Wow. I think that's a good... Lady Margot will be Leia Sadu. I think that's a good one Oof, as well. She's a babe. Yeah, so is Florence Pugh. Florence Pugh. I love Florence Pugh. It's going to be awesome. This Dune Part 2 is going to be awesome. I think they nailed those castings as well. They did but, do a really good job with casting the whole series so far. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, we're almost to December. Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. God, just calm. Go away. Yeah. Die. Paul King, um, the guy who directed both uh, Paddington movies, uh, why he's not directing Paddington 3, will be directing a Wonka prequel with Timothy Chalamet, which sounds probably not great, but it might be all right. Um, the Color Purple, how about that? A Tony Award winning musical. Maybe we'll have to review that one. Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel. I don't know if that's, I think that's happening. 
Uh, don't think this one is happening. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, but it may still be happening. Legally Blonde 3 will also come out at some point in 2023. That's it. That's the 2023 year or 2023 look ahead. Um, Dune, obviously, what we're excited about. Excited about Spider-Man. I'm excited for the Marvel stuff, even though they've taken a step back in 2022. Hopefully they can regain their footing and keep moving ahead. Um, any any other closing thoughts about 2023? None of that really got me excited other than Spider-Verse and Dune. Yeah, Spider-Verse particularly. All, all of that. I mean, I know there's always going to be a bunch of good movies that do come out throughout the year that you don't necessarily hear about on these lists. Um, like Banshees. I mean, maybe yeah. you did mention Banshees at the end we of the We did. We did. <laughs> well, I did. Yeah. If, but like it's that kind of movie but like the ones that aren't sequels prequels like that's i heard a bunch of big box office movies yeah, which for sure don't get me too excited but um yeah dune's gonna be fucking incredible so definitely um all right well my pick is up next to start the new year i think i'm gonna do it um i've never seen this movie i've heard that it is very good i really like the guy that wrote it and i believe he may have directed it as well yes he did direct it as well um i've it's takes place in the future it's a comedy um i've heard many people say that it's very poignant and uh this guy did a pretty good job of predicting the way this society would go it's idiocracy from mike judge no have you guys seen this movie no but i've heard of it yeah so mike judge is the same guy that did office space um he was also Beavis and Butthead. He was also Silicon Valley. Tate, you, or Sage, you have seen this? I have, unfortunately. Nice. But that doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't Fuck care. Fuck you, Sage. I've had, to, I've had to watch many movies that I've seen that you've picked, so whatever, man. Um, I'm excited <laughs> nice. for it. I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. It looks like it may just be on Stars, but um, hour and 24 minutes, super short. I love Mike Judge. I think he's hilarious. I think he just knocks it out of the park when it comes to comedies. Silicon Valley is one of my favorite comedic shows, um, at least the first few seasons of it. Um, Yeah, Tate, what do you think? Fuck yeah. I think I've I've definitely seen this movie on streaming services before, and I've never seen it. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Excited to kick the new year off with a good, good comedy. Yeah, no doubt. I, I went with the classic route last last year. Um, so we'll see. Ho- hopefully this is a good movie. I've heard a lot of people like it. So we'll see. Sage doesn't like comedy, so that's unsurprising. But <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> hey, if you would like to get in contact with us in this new year, the methods are the same. You can uh, email us at gd4ampodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at gd4gd underscore movies. Follow us on Instagram at gd4gd.movies. Uh, you can also um, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Get alerts for when we are going live. Just search the Good Day for a Movie podcast and we should pop up somewhere in there. Um, the more people like and follow it and subscribe, um, the more the easier it will be to find. So if we can get a bunch of people to do that, that would be super awesome. Um, another great way for people to find us is through reviews on iTunes. I'm sorry, it's not iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any of your podcatchers that take ratings also leave a review on them. Just make sure that they are all good reviews. And if not, then I'm going to lower your score. 
I'll make you watch Melancholy and then listen to Tate talk about it. That was the most predictable thing you could have said. Yeah, very predictable. I will (laughs) make an AI bot that just does Sage's voice and the most predictable words that he could say and make you listen to it. I'm going to go rate us five stars right now. I, I actually, sometimes I just think that's what Sage is. I think he's just tricked us and has replaced himself with an AI, AI bot sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just chilling in the mountains. <laughs> he's just cooking bread. Not even watching <laughs> these movies. Oh, no. All right, we'll catch you guys next week at the movies. Should old acquaintance be forgot And never brought to mind Should old acquaintance be forgot And all anxiety For good old times, my friend For good old times We'll drink a shot of whiskey Brought to mind Should all